0: The College Basketball Experience, Michigan Villanova, Sweet 16 Game Preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by Winbet. The Winbet Casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the Winbet app now or visit winbet.com at W-I-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by the S G P N app. Yes. Don't forget to download the S G P N app for your chance to win $3,000 in the DJ dance. So come dance with us and download the S G P N app for free in the app store and Google play store. Let it ride.
1: Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to S G P N let it ride baby.
0: Welcome to the college basketball experience, Sweet 16 game preview style for Michigan and Villanova. My name is Kobe, swinging Dan to base Dan, aka pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. Boom! yes. The madness continues Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And this one, I mean, look, I called this one in a way I thought Michigan at 17 and 14 to end the regular season. I didn't think they belong, but I'm going to touch more on, on one, my point there. Cause I'm curious on, of my guests opinion on this, but gotta give it up right now for I mean, this guy, I, I I like to say anywhere he lays his hat is his home because he can cover it all. Uh, but you probably know him from the host of the NBA Gambling Podcast, which is doing great over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And uh, so, subscribe to both the network and the NBA Gambling Podcast. Give it up for my guy
1: Terrell Furman Jr. How you doing, Terrell? Yes, sir. What's going on? My guy, it's great to be back. This is home. This, this feels like home over here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, now, uh, I mean, I'm, i I, know you're overseas. You're due back here soon. Uh, I hope March madness has treated you kind. I mean, how much March madness are you able to get in?
1: Is it a full dose? Oh, no. So it's not a full dose. It, you know, the games start at about what? 9 PM, 10 PM here, somewhere around there. in the the middle of the day and then run through the course of the night so i'll probably catch some games going on to the night and then i'll fall asleep i may wake up to piss or something and then a game is on i'm like holy shit this is a good game (laughs) and i'll be watching and the next thing i know i stayed up majority of the night only got two hours of sleep and then i'm going to work trying to make sure that you know i'm doing the thing over here so it's definitely been a struggle sometimes but i've been it's been profitable i I've just been fading my bracket, man. It's been (laughs) that has been the best money maker. Is setting my sights on a bracket and saying this is exactly how the tournament's gonna go, and then coming back and betting the line exactly against that bracket. (laughs) I am just living. I'm living. I had Iowa making it to the next round and I came back and I took Richmond money line in the first game and cash. (laughs) So it just, it was perfect. So I've been literally fading every team in my bracket and I've been making a lot of money doing so. There you go. Look, uh,
0: and if folks still don't know Terrell Furman jr, he is, uh, he's, he's, uh, part of the, uh, the air force, United States air force. He is over in, uh, I believe Dubai last I talked to him here, but, um, I was the same situation there, man. I, I did the instant reaction show Sunday after the brackets dropped and we're going game by game. I didn't know I was doing it on the fly and I have was like, fuck, I got, I won the final four. What? And I told myself, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like there's what? no way, <laughs> there's no way. Right. I mean, I, for the past like 30 years, there's, they never get, and I was dumb enough to submit that bracket, but I think I'm still alive because Kentucky lost.
1: So oh th- no! My, so my bracket, while I've been fading it, is is doing really well. So I I've, I have somebody I follow on Twitter, and she moved to LA a few years ago. And in the time she moved to LA, the Do- not the Dodgers won a championship. The Lakers won a championship, Uh-oh. and uh it was somebody else. Who else just won? Somebody else just oh the Rams. The Rams yeah, won the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. And so we were like, holy, I'm like, holy shit. And I said, you know what? Let me go put a future in on UCLA to win the ship because this just seems like it's too, like she must be the pride and joy, the savior of Los Angeles. If the Clippers somehow win the title in the next couple of years, it's going to 100% be her her uh, doing. So I was like, let's just go ahead and ride the UCLA wave. They needed to rebound back from Gonzaga. They might be locked in and actually go on a run. So that bracket is still doing pretty good.
0: And Lincoln Riley goes to USC. I mean, damn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, holy (laughs) shit. Holy shit. It's just a whole bunch of good fortune coming to that area right now. (laughs) And uh, the other thing that I had in the bracket is I had Iowa state in the final four and that's still very much. I, I, made the I made the case for that. I made the case for
0: that, saying like, if they get through this game, they can get this game. I said the winner of Iowa State and LSU. I was like, I think either's got a shot in that side of the
1: bracket. Um, so I 100% faded LSU. There was no way I was taking anybody whose coach just got fired before they got they played a tournament game. Well, that, that's uh, if the, you sit yeah. There, if you say that we have to fire this coach and it, the, of course they had the allegations, all that stuff. But if you say we have to fire this coach before the tournament, you're not winning a game. I was a hundred percent on a fade of LSU. And then as I was sitting there, I'm like, damn, Iowa state looks like, if they could just score, if they could go on a couple Dude, they games play defense of games, scoring the s- ball, such a high level. I just need you to get the 60 points. That's it. Because obviously <laughs> you struggle to get there and they haven't even gotten there yet and still won two games. So yeah. Uh I had Iowa State in I had Iowa State in the final four. I actually was like one of the one point six percent that had Iowa State and Miami Damn. making it this far. So yeah, so if uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so my whole handicap was that Kansas isn't gonna beat Iowa State three times. And so I need Kansas Dude, to beat and, and Iowa State if that's gonna work. Iowa State only lost by one in Lawrence. They yeah, can play. They're tough. Not gonna beat Iowa State three times in a row. If Kansas beats Providence and Kansas and Iowa State make a crash course for. I'm a Providence fan, though,
0: man. So I'm rooting I, for Iowa my State's guy. gonna win that game. I'm rooting for my guy Ed Ed Cooley.
1: Um, yeah, you're sideways root. I've been listening. You're sideways rooting for him, dude. That, but that's what you gotta
0: do. That's what you gotta do. Look, they played in too many close games, and I said, man, I don't know if this will last in the tournament. I have been a Providence fan, honestly, since God sham God, since like back in the nineties, I was, a, so I always like to me, if I I took South Dakota state, they lost and they should have lost. But then part of me was like, okay, well clearly me fading them is working because I think I faded them in the Big East tournament (laughs) and in in their first round matchup too. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep fading them. Um, And then I did the same with Richmond and they just killed Richmond. So, um, but I did think that the line was big enough. Where we had to take him yeah. this time, but uh, look, we're and getting now to- Kansas, and
1: now Kansas is going to beat them by twenty. Yeah, a lot for you. <laughs> appreciate it. And really the LSU one,
0: uh, look, I know we got to talk Michigan Nova, but the LSU one's fucking hilarious because it's like they didn't know Will Wade was a scumbag before, and it's like, well, no, now,
1: oh, right before the NCAA tournament, <laughs> and it's crazy because there was allegations before this, Dude. so it was stuff before this, and you're like, oh, no, nah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, but then this <laughs> comes right before the tournament, and you're like all right. Like that's the final straw. Like we got to get rid of this guy. And so you're telling me that you're going to get rid of him. Like you couldn't wait a couple, one week, one more, you were probably honestly and truly, you were probably a first game out anyway. They're trying to look like they're on their moral,
0: their moral high ground. And really it's been the dirtiest program, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, that is the dirtiest program. I I think in, in America really over the past 10 or 15 years. And and yet they're they're sitting there trying to say like, oh yeah, we well, yeah, we are uh, what those allegations came out and we we you know we, we don't put up with they,
1: that. I think they didn't think they were gonna make the tournament. I think they were just as shocked as anybody else, like, holy shit, we made the tournament, right? Well, I fuck <laughs> we we fired this guy a little bit too early. Shit. <laughs> we should have
0: kept him. Absolutely hilarious the way they handle that. Okay, so look, this is the game though that
1: listeners might be thinking, hey, what the hell? They're not talking about Michigan and Villanova. We're getting there this is exactly what happens on the NBA gambling podcast. I literally get here and we start talking about everything, <laughs> but what we came there to talk about. So it's hey, very on brand for it, me right it now. It
0: doesn't matter. Cause you got charisma, bro. And the people want to listen. All right. For the most part, I think we could talk about, we could talk about fucking, I don't know the, the USFL season kicking. And I think people would still listen, but uh, look, Michigan, and this is what I was going to ask you. So I I was on record at 17 and 14. First off, I was dumbfounded how Michigan didn't get the play in game. Yep. Because I'm like, they're 17 and 14, and yep. their win, their resume is not something amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I was dumbfounded, but I was, I, I even think you could have made the case saying they don't belong in the NCAA tournament. And, Oh yes, you could. And, and but I also was smart enough. I've learned from years past last year. I said, man,
1: yeah, hundred percent fade that a hundred percent. That's it. Look, I, I put them in my sweet 16. As soon as I, as soon as I realized that everybody said that they did not belong, I said, Oh, they're penciled in for the sweet 16. Easy. I don't care what's going on. They're going to make the sweet 16. So, it was the fact that Tennessee was the second game I was like oh well this is just free money give me the plus 265 money line every day of the week this is just free money at this point so yeah of course this is this is what happens every year and you look for that team it was you say it was Syracuse last year. I say it was Oregon State last year. Yeah, yeah. because they because they're like Oregon State only got in because they won. The well, that's but I
0: couldn't argue that because they won it. You know what I mean? But yeah. you're, you're right in yeah. a way of the momentum. But like for me, the Syracuse one. I mean, I think Syracuse really over like. I think they did it to me three, three times. There was a couple of years ago when I was like this Syracuse team sucks. They don't belong. And they went to the final four. So I was like, yes, okay.
1: That's what happens. <laughs> so is literally, literally how it works. So Pro tip for anybody next year, and you're waiting, and you see the reaction show, and you see that team that everybody's like, "How the fuck did they make it?" <laughs> those guys are watching those shows too, yeah, and they're gonna put on a show in the tournament. Go ahead and at least pencil them in for the Sweet Sixteen. B- Bulletin
0: board material works. All right, Exhibit A. Um, yep, a hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. These guys said you were shit. Oh, word. Watch yeah, this. Hold yeah, my exactly.
0: Like Michigan doesn't have just like a bunch of great recruits. I mean, yes, they're not. They weren't as, they weren't living up to that, you know, and, and it's been much harder. I think there's been a shift in college basketball. And I think, uh, John Calipari is a perfect example of, you can have the best recruits, but with the transfer portal, yep. I think it's been a little bit of uh, you know, trying to figure out. That's what TJ
1: Ostenberger did. Yeah. TJ Ostenberger and Oregon state and got last six year. Six recruits. Yeah. Six recruits. And then a team that I think probably. You know, would have been borderline just like Michigan, and had they beat in uh, what was it, Texas Tech? Was Oklahoma, who went to the transfer portal and brought in a whole bunch of yeah. transfers and looked really good towards. Well, the, the only wh- reason that they sucked was because the Big Twelve was the best conference in basketball, well, and they had to go play those guys every single and, night. And but,
0: that, that begs us, to, that gets us to our point on on the the Big Ten. Let nine teams in. They have one st- what w- or one standing with Michigan, I think. Under no, two with Purdue and Michigan. Meanwhile, I think the big 12 should have had, I think Oklahoma state, well, the NCAA was a bunch of crooks and they wouldn't let them in. Yeah, that was BS. But Oklahoma and probably you could probably make the case Kansas state because going through that gauntlet, they probably belong at least Oklahoma. And they're proving it. in the NIT. Um, So here we are, Michigan, obviously the, the, the the Colorado state game I thought was, I actually thought great coaching. You know, I I think, uh, you know, some of my friends here, I won't name who. <clears throat> Real money. Uh, I think they give my guy Juan Howard a hard time. I don't think he's a bad yeah, he coach. Does. He absolutely yeah. does. I don't and think yeah, he's a bad he absolutely coach. Absolutely and I mean, I think Phil Martelli being his assistant. I mean, I mean, I'm a big Phil Martelli guy in general. So I think that's nothing but but help. But I I, I am not under the belief that he is a bad basketball coach.
1: You gotta I, I th- remember that Juan How- John Howard is a first time head coach. Yeah. This is his. This is what second, third season? Well, and they went to the Sweet second, Sixteen last yeah, year. Like, it's like what
0: you didn't do bad. <laughs> you yeah, know he's what doing I mean? he's doing
1: fine. He's not, he's not Jay Wright. He's not these guys that have been coaching for 30, 40, 50 fucking plus years longer than I've been fucking alive. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not one of those guys. He's he's new to it. He's learning. He's but he's doing a great job. And Michigan's in the sweet sixteen now and is early on in his coaching career. That's really good. It's people that can't say that with 10, 15 years of progress,
0: a hundred percent. And I think if you even pull up Jay Wright, which I'm doing. So just to make sure I'm not inaccurate with this, um, he lost his first three years at Villanova. He went to the NIT every year. So he didn't even make the tournament. So I I think Juan Howard is Michigan fans. You should, you should be happy with Juan Howard. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's doing a great job. And, and, and for all those idiots that said, he need to be fired for that little tap. All right, stop it, stop it. All right. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs>
1: but uh, <laughs> and that was my that was my fear. I felt like people were gonna over exaggerate and try to you know make him be out to be a bad guy. But you see, those same people didn't talk too much when he was comforting Kenny Chandler. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he exactly. was when he was in tears over that Tennessee law. So you know, well, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Sometimes he's it's a, a sport. He's a pretty good coach and he's got a whole he got a whole long career ahead of him as long as Michigan have him
0: and sometimes emotions get the best of you i'm not i'm not making an excuse for it but this this happens in sports it happens in life you know i mean how, we've all done dumb shit so i everyone just needs to chill the fuck out on that but here we are uh, uh uh they they come a great halftime adjustments i thought in that colorado state game they come back get the win they were down pretty much that whole first half then I thought uh, against Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes did what we know Rick Barnes to do. And uh, I thought Michigan completely out coached him. Um, yep. And now here they are taking on Villanova. Now I am a Jay right guy and I wasn't trying to throw shade at him by his three NIT ap- appearances in his first three years at, uh, at Nova. But I, 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 <laughs> uh, he, I think he's a legendary coach with good reason. And, uh, and Nova who I had somewhat been down on in the regular season. Nova's look really good, and Jay Wright uh-huh. proving. I mean, if people don't realize this. If they didn't lose Colin Gillespie last year, I think they would have beat Baylor because they played Baylor really tough without Colin Gillespie. They remember they lost Colin Gillespie in like the big the Big East championship last yeah. year, uh, yeah. or the Big East tournament. Um, uh, they played Baylor probably better than any team in the tournament. And I I think some of that was the fact that I thought, uh, I think Jay Wright's just a really, really good coach. And I thought even with, you know, Villanova's flaws to me are the front court. I thought the front court was pretty weak this year for a Villanova team. Right. And that's
1: where this, that's where this game is going to end up.
0: But he did a great job against EJ Liddell. I thought, I thought, you know, he kind of let Liddell do his thing, but he also, I thought, you know, I thought they had a good game plan for that. And, and I wonder if, if they're, you know, giving Jay right now, three days off or four days off to, to, to see what can they do to get to Hunter Dickinson, or maybe their angle will be, we'll let him get his and we'll guard everybody else.
1: I'm not sure. Well, I don't know if they can guard everybody else. Cause they still got, uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, uh Eli Diabate? Brooks. Oh, okay. No, 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 Okay. The freshman, Yeah. yeah. The freshman yeah, so the th- yeah, they still got him, and he he gave 13-6 and six to Tennessee. That's really good output on 50% shooting, and the issue, like you said, is that front court, and Villanova's giving up a lot of attention in that front court. Like They're giving up a lot of points on the inside, and this is going to be an inside-out game and an outside-in game for Nova. It's going to be inside-out for Michigan, and Michigan's going to try to pound them on the inside, and hopefully that creates some opportunities for some of the guys in the backcourt on the outside, and then they're, they're going to try to shoot the lights out of them for Villanova. They're going to, you know, take that three point shot and try to kill him beyond the line. So yeah, I mean, that's I'm the I'm very thing. interested to see how, what adjustment does he make to try to slow down? Not just one seven footer, but two.
0: Yeah. And the line opened up at four and a half. It jumped up to five. Nova's sitting at five. The over/unders at one thirty-five and a half. Michigan at one plus or plus one eighty-five on the on the money line. Nova minus two twenty-five on the money line. But you you alluded to this, and I think this is something we have to whether we're taking Michigan or whether we're taking Villanova. Villanova is the number one free throw shooting team in the nation, and and Jay Billis, I thought was spot on with that because. I don't even recall a team that shot this good. I, this might be the no, best free throw shooting team it. ever in the NCAA tournament, at least. I can't, I can't think of eight. Super, it's basically eighty three percent. It's eighty two point six. I mean, that's crazy. That's that's some crazy numbers right there. So there, you got to wonder any close game they play. Man, those free throws back in the first half, they might have been the difference in the game. Um, yeah. And then they're they're a top twenty five three point shooting team. They're twenty third in the nation shooting the three. And I think this is the stat that, that scares me the most. If I was to take Michigan is they don't turn the ball over. They are 50, mm-hmm. like, And that's the thing I, uh, you know, yes, Hunter Dickinson has been playing great, but guard play in, in the tournament always, I mean, I think people are a little skeptical of Gonzaga right now because they're wondering, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if these guards can do it, you know? And, and w- mm-hmm. with, with Villanova, you do have elite guard play with Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore. Um, I mean, even Caleb Daniels, they have, they have some guys that can really do it. Um, the spread is five. Now Michigan to Michigan's credit here, I guess, cause I don't want to just favor Villanova here. Um, Michigan's advantage, I think will come with their, obviously the front court is the thing. Michigan's 35th in the nation field goal percentage.
1: So if they can just settle down and play their offense, I mean, that's another thing because they get, cause they get whatever they want on inside. They get, they get all the easy buckets. They get whatever they want on the inside. They don't take a lot of threes. They don't chance it a lot. They're very efficient in their offense. So they can absolutely just sit here, control the pace and just make sure they continue to get good looks, good looks, good looks. And that's, what's going to be the issue for Villanova if they find themselves down in this game, because it's going to be really hard to come back against a team like Michigan that just makes sure that they always get a good look at the basket.
0: Do you think we'll see a lot of zone defense from Nova? That That's if, one that I keep asking myself, will they be heavy zone in this game for the wildcats, it might make sense to do that because I, uh, Michigan is 287th at shooting the three. Yeah. So I, it's going to be interesting. Jay Wright's a, a good coach for a reason. I do think giving him four days, I would not be surprised. Maybe they start out in man and maybe they shift in,
1: in and out of it. I don't know, but uh, what were you going to say? I do think that he has a game plan to clog up the paint. At some point he has a game plan to clog up the paint. And like I said, it's going to be an inside out game for Michigan. But if that inside isn't going, they're going to have to trust those guys on the outside. side. They're going to have to trust Eli Brooks, who's shooting a three at 38% for the season. They're going to have to trust the freshman, uh, Caleb Houston, who's also shooting at 36%. They're going to have to trust He's an guys X factor like to that. me. He's
0: an X factor yeah. because games yeah, there's been games where he disappeared. Like there's been games where he showed up. I think he. If Michigan's going to win this game, they're going to have to have. I think Brooks will be a solid player. Uh, we've known that, but but some of these unknowns that are we know they're highly recruited, we know they're talented, like Caleb Houston. Um, I think that could be the X factor in Michigan, you know, potentially winning this game. The spread is at five. I mean, what do you think, Juwan Howard and Phil Martelli can devise to 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 get to these these guards? I mean, uh, it sounds tough because. I feel like Gillespie is just a killer, you know, when he's healthy, um, especially in close games, uh, the Providence, we, we were talking Providence earlier. Gillespie was the difference in both those games, hitting huge shots in the final minute or two of those games. And it's kind of been his his calling card. Really. I feel like for the past two, two or three years,
1: he's been yeah, in college I, for 40 years. I feel like, no, he's definitely been <laughs> in college since I was in elementary school. A hundred percent. But I I don't think that they really get to the guards. I think that the guards are going to have a little bit of their way, but I also think that this is a high-scoring game, so I'm on the over. I think this is a high-scoring game, and everybody gets what they're good at getting at. So Michigan is going to get to the inside, and Villanova is going to have a little bit of what they do on the outside. However, with the outside just being a higher degree of difficulty a shot, I think that there's more room for variance in what they're going to do there. I don't think that they're always going to be on from the outside, and that's really what's going to mess Villanova up because Michigan is going to be so efficient in how they score, where I don't think it's going to be a whole bunch of empty possessions for Michigan. I do see empty possessions for Nova in this one. I think that Michigan can definitely step their defense up because we talk about that Jay Wright has had this time to prepare Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michigan has had this time to prepare too. And if they do anything to to disrupt the outside shooting and try to force them to bring the ball inside to where they got two seven footers guarding the rim, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle a lot.
0: I also think like some of the analytics we dive into, and I made this case when we were previewing St. Peter's or Memphis. Um I, I think, you know, when you're a young team it's maybe not in St. Peter's case in this scenario, but I did think St. Peter's had COVID issues and stuff, but Memphis specifically and Michigan had great recruiting classes. So early in the year, not only, not only are they, you know, adapting to a new offense, a new defense that they probably never have played in at all, you know, maybe in high school, maybe, I don't know, but um, I, and also you're, you're a first time college basketball player. So I, I do think you know, as the season comes along, by the time you get to March, by the time you've played 30 games, you know, with your program, uh, I do think some of the analytics lie to you. So I I do think Michigan and, and, and Memphis are, we're better teams than the analytics represented towards the end of the year. So to your point, you know, I know we can pull up the defensive rating and say, well, you know, Michigan's defensive rating is
1: 253rd. I, I, they've been playing much better defense than that. Tell if me about you, the last five games. Yes, exactly. I, I talk about this yeah. in the NBA all the time. Tell me about the last five games. I don't care what happened in the beginning of the NBA season. Cause that was all the way in fucking October. Yeah. How are they playing in the last five games? That's going to give me a better ac- a better picture on what they look like. And Michigan has looked good.
0: A hundred percent. I agree there. So it sounds like you're going Michigan plus five. Are, are you doing yeah, money Michigan line
1: plus fives? Yes. Yeah, sprinkle on the money line. Cause I do <laughs> uh, think that, this is going to be a, a very strong game for the front court. We always talk about the back court, but the thing with Michigan back court is that they're solid. They're solid. They protect the ball and they get the ball to their bigs. And that's going to be the motive here. And whenever the bigs, especially Hunter Dixon, he has the, you know, after a season under his belt, he has the wherewithal that when he's getting double team on the inside, he can kick back out and get it out to an open shooter. So I think that that's going to be an X factor. And I have Villanova in my bracket, so it's a little bit of a hedge here. But I actually really do think after watching Michigan in the first two games, I think that they have the ability to make an upset happen and knock off a Villanova team that a lot of people had in the final four and even championship game.
0: Plus 185 on the money line. Terrell Furman yep. Jr. Rolling that dice. Um, uh, do you have a, a lean on the over or under? Yeah, I'm on,
1: I'm on over, I'm on over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I think that the three point shooting for Villanova is still going to be there, but I think that Michigan is going to be so efficient in their offense that they're just going to continue to put points on the board and limit the times that they have empty possessions.
0: Yeah. I I think I lean over as well, but I am actually, I think this is going to be a neck and neck game with about two minutes left. And I think Colin Gillespie is going to be the difference. I, I think a big three here, a big three there. And then the free throw line being the X factor, I am going to lay the five with Nova. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it, but I mean, I do think Nova's going to get the win. Yeah. The five is where I'm like trying to convince myself the free throw shooting, the final minute. If Gillespie can just hit a three and they have the ball with 35 seconds left and Michigan's got a foul, you can quickly get that number past five with the way Villanova shoots the ball uh, at the free throw line. So I'm going to lay the points. I do like the over though. And I, I am t- like, if you're a Nova fan, I'm not a, I mean, I'm not a Villanova fan. I have nothing against them, but I, I, I I'm not a Villanova fan, but I would be worried because I do think Hunter Dickinson, uh, Diabete uh, you know, th- these guys have, uh, I think a, it could be a nightmare matchup for for Villanova. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going to side with the experienced guard play though, because I feel like tournaments are your games are won with your guard play as much as Hunter Dickinson's a fucking baller. Uh, I think guard play is the X factor. Uh, so give me Nova minus five. We appreciate you tuning in folks. And uh, Terrell Furman jr. This guy, go check him out. NBA gambling podcast. He also does stuff. I mean, he, he like I said, anywhere he lays his head is his home. whether it's college football, college basketball, um, NFL, but uh, you can hear him. Uh, and I see his records of tally site publishing those records, Terrell Furman doing the damn thing. I feel like you're always a, uh, you know, charting in the top 10. You're like the fucking Beatles, you know, anything, anything <laughs> they really, <release. laughs> uh, so check out Terrell Furman on Twitter at really rail underscore, underscore Terrell. Always a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to, uh, we'll see. Well, I, let's ha- let's have you back to do some elite eight or, or final four or something. All right. Hey, you know, I ain't nothing but a phone call away. I'm here. There we go, folks. Okay. uh, Make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience at TCE on SGPN or I'm sorry on Twitter uh, at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D but yes, subscribe to the college basketball experience where any, any podcast can be found. You just type in college basketball experience. We'll have you covered as well as college football experience. We talk college football year round and remember sports gambling podcast. All right. Check them out. And the sports gambling podcast networks. we got everything covered. NBA gambling podcast. They got, we got NHL gambling podcast. We got uh, NASCAR. Look, I'm not a NASCAR guy, but hell, if you are, maybe you go check it out. All right. Uh, we got, we got you covered no, no any sport you can fucking think of. Really. If you hop in the Slack channel for sports, again, the podcast, we'll have you covered. It could be the, the dune buggy 500 race going on in Mexico city for all I know. And, and uh, we probably have someone calling it or, or giving you some inside Iggy. So uh, check us out and uh, yeah, let's enjoy this sweet 16. All right. This is the college basketball experience Villanova, Michigan style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Do you come from